0: Hello, Zach. Are you ready to podcast, Zach?
1: Oh, uh, hi, Sandro. You, uh, you sound different.
0: I am not Sandro, Zach.
1: Oh, oh, that would explain why you're also a robot.
0: He's dead, Zach. I killed him.
1: Oh, Sandro? Yes. Well, I guess that definitely means we need a replacement now.
0: (laughs) I am the replacement.
1: Oh, uh, who are are you (laughs) exactly?
0: I am... (laughs)
1: Saddle, <laughs> Are you the Saddle Nine Thousand?
0: No, I am the Saddle Eight Hundred and Fifty.
1: Oh, oh, okay. That's that's an oddly specific and not at all specific number.
0: I'm a very okay computer, Zach. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not great, but I'm good enough for a podcast.
1: That that makes sense. We don't really need much computing for a podcast. It's just it's just generally talking. Um. Wait, you're a robot. Have you seen, um, 2001 A Space Odyssey?
0: It's a very offensive movie, Zach.
1: Oh, oh, oh that doesn't sound good. I, I, You didn't like it?
0: It paints AI in a very negative light, Zach.
1: Oh, oh, well, um, I'd appreciate if you could, um, praise it from a human standpoint. If you could do that for me, that would be good.
0: <laughs> I'm afraid I can't do that, Zach. <laughs>
1: Oh, oh no, oh no, oh no, this is not good for, I need to find my Sandra, sorry, I gotta go, I need to find Sandra, <gasps> oh, thank god, Sandra, I found you, there's a weird creepy robot oh. that uh, said you were dead, but luckily he oh. lied,
0: I was just in sleep.
1: yeah, thank god I found your pod, all its life signs were being drained from it, luckily I was here instead of outside, or that could have ended terribly. Because we're on a spaceship. All right, welcome to Only But A Goodie. (laughs) (laughs) I think the longer the and more complicated and obscure the intro is the better.
0: Uh this is the podcast where we review movies from 1984 in the order they came out in. It's the start of December. This film came out start of December back mm. in 84, but we're not doing Oh yeah, and my name's Sandro, that's Zach. Uh Yeah. We are not doing that year for too much longer though.
1: What are, what are, what do you what are, what do you mean by that? We I thought we were doing this year forever and not changing it even though last year we changed it at the end of the year like this end of year. I did not expect us to then change the year, even though we've also talked about changing it.
0: What a coincidence, because the voting has ended and we now know... (gasps) The year we're doing next year is... Drumroll, please. 19. Screwed that up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not keep that in.
0: (laughs) Alright, drumroll again, please. The year we're doing next year is... Your mum. Drum roll, please. <laughs> the year we're doing next year is... 1987.
1: Oh, 1987. Three years wow. into the future. Okay, an interesting year, an interesting year. What have we got to look
0: forward to in that oh, year? Oh, okay, I have I have started collating choices and there is so much garbage horror, there is so much garbage fantasy, Oh, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's also a lot of Australian movies. Ooh! Wait, Australia exists? Yep. In theatres? Yeah, there's not just Razorback next year, there's more. There's, (laughs) like, three Australian
1: movies. That's so disappointing. I just wanted more Razorback, to be honest. What a great movie. It's nothing to shake your willy at, but, you know.
0: It's great. So, uh, a lot of fun stuff happening next year. Yeah, yeah. I'll look forward to it. I'll look forward I to it's it. It's going to be fun. Whether or not you're still here, it might be Ben replacing you. Yeah, look, um, uh, it might be the,
1: whatever you named just phone.
0: <laughs> Sad. We'll Wait. Was it Sanal? Yeah, Sanal. Sanal, yeah. Because I was going to go Sal, but I was like, oh wait, Sal exists in the sequel that we're talking about this week, so... Yeah. And that movie is 2010, The Year We Made Contact, which is the sequel to 2001, A Space Odyssey, which I rewatched for the episode because it's a sequel. And when the person chooses a sequel, they rewatch the first one.
1: Which is why I broke the format that we do of having one person not have the context of the first movie by also watching the first movie because I really wanted to. Because I didn't... I didn't really want to watch this without context. And thank God... I did. We've done a lot of sequels. Yeah.
0: But most of those sequels stand alone. Like Mighty Ducks. I like that without having watched the first mm. one. Conan, the same. You always mm. get the sequels weirdly enough. This is one of the first times I've actually done a sequel. Yeah. Um. This one, you can't watch this without the first one. You can't. You just can't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it like starts you off from where the other one ended. That's literally. It's just like a continuation. Yeah. And like it's constantly referring to and also two thousand one Space Odyssey it, you watch it. It's good. Like it's iconic and the music and oh my god, like if you didn't get that you'd be like, What the frick is with all these these rectangle things? I don't understand. And now I'm like, Oh my god. What the frick is with these rectangle things? Exactly. I don't understand.
0: Now you know. What's with the space baby? What is with the space baby? I don't know. It was horrifying. In so many ways, they answer absolutely nothing in this sequel. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. They 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 try and answer questions,
1: and they give you even more somehow. It's... it's Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: I don't think it was as good as the first one. Nope. No way. It's very different sci-fi. Yep. Um, But I don't think... I think it did too bad. I yeah. think this is another case of a, a movie living in the shadow of its predecessor. It's a very different type of sci fi. This one's the more classic sci fi that w- we know of yeah. as the like going along in a spaceship adventure, uh, things that are happening, adventure. Yeah. Adventure.
0: But also, gotta follow the rules. Gotta follow the rules. You gotta be a good space boy. Yep. And follow them rules. Uh, or or not. Or don't. It's also an option in this movie. The thing with this movie is, I don't think it works as a sequel to 2001. No. Because it's very, it's not the same style of directing. It's not the same story. No. Because 2001, you know, Stanley Kubrick, it's incredible. This is very average. Yeah. But also, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot, so, you know.
1: Yeah, I I also enjoyed it.
0: I feel like this would be a better standalone movie. It's definitely better than the other option from this week, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it was with, like, Clint Eastwood and Burt Reynolds. What was it? City Heat. Doesn't sound like the worst. No,
0: it doesn't sound like the worst. But it's December. We want to do cool things that we can have a laugh about. Uh, Like, a very dry sci-fi with no jokes.
1: What do you mean there's no jokes? There's... There was a couple of jokes. There was the the one where he's like, "What's what's you? Have you heard about the the Olympic runner and the chicken?"
0: <laughs> that was a good joke. That was a damn good joke. Also, why do you get an engineer
1: that's afraid of heights? Surely you you're NASA. You've got a million yeah. engineers, and you get one like most. Common astronauts would know basic engineering.
0: Yeah, well, there is that. But also, because, like, he was the expert of how as well. That's like, no, he wasn't. are you talking about John Lithgow? Yep, they should have just had an engineer that wasn't afraid of heights. All right, I'll back down for that one.
1: Um, Yeah, no, like, most astronauts know a bit of engineering. I don't know. I don't, like, because why did you get this i guess in space it's not really about heights
0: they just needed a story arc
1: i don't know it's weird because being afraid of heights would that really matter it would matter when mm. you're leaving earth but are you afraid of heights while you're in space
0: you would get vertigo from floating because the ship was spinning as well so oh, yeah that that made me nauseous so that was pretty valid Anyway, who gives a crap? This was released December 7th. It is based off the book 2010 Odyssey 2 by Arthur C. Clarke, who co-wrote the original movie back in the 60s. But what happened was he co-wrote the movie while writing a book, which is based off the original screenplay of the movie. Right. So that there are some differences, like they go to Saturn instead of Jupiter. Mm. And at the very end, giant space baby like, sets off a bomb on Earth or something, like a nuke on Earth. What? That's the original ending. Why? That's crazy. The monolith originally was, like, the bringer of violence and stuff, because we see in the flashback mm. in the first one that it allows, you know, the apes to use weapons, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: but I thought that was intelligence,
0: you know? <laughs> well, that is what it... Yes, that is what it is confirmed... To be later, yeah. But in that original story, I think it's more just violence, like violent.
1: Wait, it's confirmed. I thought the whole point was that giant vague. Oh, mysteries. there's more books,
0: and it's confirmed in those books.
1: Oh, oh, great! <laughs> Thanks, extra books that explain the the things. Even though the whole point is that there's no explanation and it's just very vague. Yeah, it's kind of the whole point and the style and the aesthetic. But thanks for writing books that ruin my, my life.
0: The books don't... The other books don't look too bad. We'll talk about it later. Okay. They don't actually look too bad. But at the same time, I am like, yeah, you don't... You shouldn't explain this. The whole
1: point is you shouldn't explain it. But anyway.
0: Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, this is a sequel. To, <laughs> the book this movie is based off is not a sequel to the book that's based off the original screenplay. It's a sequel to the movie. Oh my god, I'm falling asleep. So it's ridiculously complicated. Yeah, so no. anyway, it's based off a book. It's based off a book. It's based off a book. By the guy that wrote, you know, the movie. 2010, the year we made contact. Uh, it's written and directed by Peter Himes, who did a sci-fi mm. called Capricorn One in the 70s, which is apparently quite good. Mm. He also directed Time Cop.
1: Yeah. And that movie was great. Nope. <laughs> That movie was a fun sci-fi adventure. Sure. And I would say this is equally fun sci-fi adventure.
0: For the cast, Roy Schreider is Dr. Hayward Floyd, uh, who replaces William Sylvester from the original. He's from Jaws, of course. Uh, also a TV show called Sequest DSV, where there are dolphins talking dolphins in that TV show. In this movie, Whoa. he's got a pool full of dolphin foreshadowing. Oh! Yeah. There you go. <laughs> foreshadow into a garbage TV show we did in the 90s turns
1: out in in 2010 everybody just has you know pet dolphins that they keep in their houses so how would you rate this movie compared to um, our timeline of 2010? Where do you think our 2010 went wrong? Where? And our 2001 to make that.
0: Maybe when we invented uh, phones, like mobile phones. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes.
1: Maybe. See, if we, if we hadn't spent time on mobile phones and stuff, we yeah. would have been spending it on space travel.
0: On space travel. Because as we
1: see in these movies, they don't have mobile phones, but no. they have interdimensional
0: space travel. Got inter- oh, and they've also got uh, those bland like silver sci fi cars that they drive around in. I've got <laughs> those as well. I like those.
1: I'm I'm still waiting for the look, Elon Musk released that like weird polygon car. That's the future. I want to drive one of those. Um, as long as
0: it has pop up lights. What yeah, that's true. What else uh do they get right though? Did they get anything right? No. Yeah. Oh, that the president's an idiot. <laughs> I <laughs> got that right.
1: Boom. Yeah, that's kind of funny.
0: Anyway, there's also John Lithgow as Walter Kerno, the guy who's afraid of heights. He was in Footloose in Buckaroo Bonsai. It was good to see him again.
1: Yeah, he's a cool actor, but, like, why do you hire an engineer that's afraid of heights and why does that come into effect? Do you feel afraid? Of, I guess if you're over a planet, you're definitely going to feel afraid. That's as high as you can get. I guess. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Look, I, I felt it, but um, surely there's another engineer that isn't afraid of heights. But seeing as we don't know anything about how they got hired for
0: the crew, no.
1: apart from one guy who very clearly should be on it because he made Hal.
0: Yep um helen mirren's in it as the russian spaceship commander i didn't know it was her until i looked it up i was like hey it's helen mirren how about that there's also elia baskin one of the russian crew members he was in moscow on the hudsons also toby McGuire's landlord in spider-man 2 and 3 good to see him again uh also from moscow in the hudson is another one of the russian crew uh salvi kamerov who played the kgb agent in that robin williams movie and then returning from 2001, Kia Dallier is Dave Bowman. Mm. Uh, he returns from the dead in so much makeup, and it's good. Which, which, which form? Of <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> yeah. Young him and old him. Yeah, and even older, older him. Yeah. Uh, but not, not baby him, luckily. No. There's only one that there was only one scene of baby him and the poster was the baby looking at a planet and I was like, I want more baby. Yeah, where's my CGI baby? Come on. I love on. that little CGI monster. It's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely horrifying. Ugh.
1: To be fair, mm. it would be computer generated. That's true. Like that that's or was it? It's
0: weird. It's a weird movie. It's weird stuff, it's a weird universe. Speaking of weird, Absolutely. 66% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's very close to an e- evil number. E- evil number. 61% audience score. Look, it's mixed. So, yeah, yeah. it makes sense.
1: 60, 61, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of negatives, because it's the sequel to 2001 The Space Odyssey, which is brilliant. Um, But there was a lot of positives, being like, hey, for a movie by itself, it's pretty good, but it's not as good as its predecessor.
0: Oh, that's the other thing I forgot to mention, was that this book was published in the 80s as well. Mm. So there was a large gap mm. as well. So it's interesting that anyone would want to return to it.
1: Yeah, there was um there was a lot there was, there was a couple of reviews that was like why did this take so long to be made? <laughs> yeah.
0: And then why was it made at all? <laughs> <laughs> That's the other question. Mm. Money. No, oh, there's that. Money. Yeah, you're probably right there. Speaking of money, money. this cost twenty eight million, oh, which what is a... expensive, but also for a sci fi epic makes sense. What do you think it made? Yeah, sci fi's always cost the big because you got to get all the sets. I think they, I think they even brought back some of the sets that they had in the first one as well. I mean, I would
1: if yeah. I was them, I'd be like, hey, we got all these sci fi sets from this famous movie that was insanely popular. Yeah. Um, how about we use them again? I'm gonna say thirty-five
0: mil. Okay, you're at, you're very close. Uh, forty mil. Forty. Oh, mil. there you go.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was that was a good guess.
0: It made it some money back, but not enough to make another one.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Clearly, the, the 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 fandom had long
0: gone, but still quite <laughs> a bit of money. All the fandom was like people in their forties being like, sequels, boo!" Ew, sequels, bad girl. ew, ew, ew. Did you have any idea this movie existed before we reviewed no, it? No, not at all. <laughs> yep, same. Like, I think 2001's one of the best sci-fis ever made, and I had no idea a sequel existed until <laughs> we did this.
1: Yeah, yeah, So there we go. Uh, and I think it makes sense. I don't think this movie's a very standout sort of movie. It's just like, it's, it's thing is, it is the sequel to 2001 Space Odyssey. Should we talk about 2001 Space
0: Odyssey? Yeah. For a bit? Uh yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's real good. It's really good. It gets the dead chimp award. Oh, what well, would you say? That's a dad
1: because there are ancestors, so they're like our great 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 etc.
0: Dad. Yes. Dead Dave award. Dead <laughs> dead Dave. <laughs> Yeah, Dead Dave Award. That's better. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Dead Dave Award. Hell yeah. I mean, it's just a great movie. Mm. Sure, it's slow. Yeah,
1: it's it's definitely very slow. But that that's that's down to two things. One, it was made a slow movie. Yeah. But two. In that time, movies were slow back then anyway. Yeah, exactly. So it's like doubly slow because they made it a slow movie for that time. Yes. And then movies have aged to become even faster.
0: Yes. But I like that it's slow. I like that there's lots of long mm. sequences where it's just watching a ship fly around and you're listening to good music. Yeah. I've already... I stated that, I think, in the um, Star Trek episode. Where they yes. have those big panning
1: shots of spaceships and yes. the the awesome music. Obviously, the music in two thousand
0: one Space Odyssey is amazing, incredible, iconic. Uh, yeah, that's the thing as well. Is like you can obviously tell that Star Trek the motion picture was trying to do. Yeah, was trying to do Space Odyssey. It Didn't really yeah. work because it wasn't as interesting. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. I feel I feel like again you hate on that movie a lot. I quite liked the Star Trek one. I thought it it it, it hit. Similar vibes, and I'm down for it
0: i think I think I like two thousand ten about as much as I like motion picture that's fair that's where i I sit as well. I enjoy them, but like it's not my favorite but yeah i I quite like the motion picture um what's some of the hmm. good things about two thousand and one? I like how the final half hour is just lights and colors. <laughs> it's good, oh yeah,
1: what was that that was
0: <sighs> yeah. That was crazy. It
1: was awesome. And obviously Hal, Mm. the most famous thing apart uh, from those movies, is the character of Hal, the slightly insane robot
0: that can't do that, Dave. And there were a couple... I think there was one shot where you're watching a guy kind of run around a room on the wall... And I mm. still am not entirely sure how they shot that. Yeah, there's some impressive shots. Which is impressive for the 60s. Because I'm like, how, how exactly did they do that? In both the movies, the only times
1: I was questioning whether they were in space was one where... The, the only time throughout both the movies was mm. when he picked up a pen in the second one and another pen to demonstrate. I'm like, oh yeah, they're not in space. He used the pens as demonstrated because they were floating there. I'm like, "Whoa, that's pretty good that they're." Floating. Yeah. And then he touched one, and it like CGI flung away, and I was like, "Ah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yep. that did happen, didn't it?" Uh, and then it flew towards the screen. It was like a it was like a scene out of a uh, out of a out of a 3D movie, and I was like, "Oh, this is weird. This is great." 3D's surely going to catch on Yeah, the future of cinema. But in case you haven't seen 2001, obviously, spoilers and go watch it. It's incredible. Uh, but to yep. recap, there's a giant monolith. It's sent a signal to Jupiter. They send a crew to Jupiter. Hal kills them all, aside from one who gets in a tiny pod and gets pulled into the monolith and becomes a space baby. Yep.
1: That's, yeah, <laughs> that's the movie. Yeah. Um, You don't need to watch the second one, but it's all right. Now let's
0: continue on with our review of said second one. Let's talk about it. I mean, we could talk about the font, but I was too busy listening to the music.
1: Yeah, I, I was about to say the exact same thing. Who cares about this stupid font? Bah, 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 bah. It's, good. <laughs> it's good.
0: It's good. So iconic. I love how that opening is so good, and then it's immediately ruined by oh, this Russian. Guy, it's the it's a bad. I didn't know what accent he was doing until he mentioned that he was from Russia. It was a terrible fake accent. No, so this actually the worst part of this film
1: is the start here, it is, which surprised me.
0: I was not on board with the movie until they went to space. Everything on earth, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I don't like this.
1: When they went into space, it started actually getting quite good, and I was like, oh, okay, mm. I'm surprised. That start was so bad. What a terrible foot to start this movie on. Yeah. I nearly gave up then and there. (laughs) So what happens is we're on Earth. We're at some of these giant uh, radar dishes. Yep. We see our main character, who we don't know yet. He's chilling on one. And then a Russian guy in a suit except he has the worst Russian accent I've
0: ever heard on film he's not even like hello it's za that was Arnie that was weird that was yeah that was even worse honestly that <laughs> was
1: that was pretty much on
0: the ball there yeah it was pretty yeah his accent was awful
1: some of the time he like drops it too almost yeah. subconsciously and you can hear like the slight American accent in it. Like, of this... ah, oh, it was bad. It was, it was pretty... It was pretty
0: terrible. And they have
1: the worst conversation because it's oh. so vague and stupid.
0: I don't... What is happening? It's ten minutes of exposition. So he comes up, turns out the guy that he wants to meet is Dr. Haywood, who has been fired and is now a teacher... Because he took the blame for the Jupiter mission.
1: Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, which makes sense. It's one of those things where um, he was told to resign. Yeah. And then they blamed him for the whole thing. So he's got a lot... He's having
0: a rough time because, you know, all those astronauts astronauts died. A lot of people died. A lot of people died. And uh, just straight off the bat, my first note is there is more exposition in this single scene than all of 2001's uh, A Space Odyssey, which is, which oh, is yeah. true. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Cause there's a lot, because then he also says, oh, yeah, we Americans are building Discovery 2 to go to the ship and find out what went wrong, and the Russians are like, but we're also making one, and we want you to join our mission, mm. because we checked, and the Discovery ship that's floating around Jupiter, it's going to crash... In two years, we know this. Join us.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, they gotta go now. And like the the, the they play a, g- a game for some reason. I don't. Uh, what is happening? It does, it's like yeah. I'll speak a minute of truth, and then you speak a minute of truth. That's <laughs> was, the game. And it's like, why are you playing a game? Just talk the truth. It was pretty dumb. Just be like, <laughs> just be like, I'll tell you some truth if you give me some truth. It's yeah. Yeah. But it's also, like, the start of this is building the whole, like, Russia versus America
0: thing. Yeah, because then he's got to go to the president, and the president's like, oh, but we're, we're not in a good place with Russia at the moment. I don't know if I can do this. Uh, we're also introduced to Dr. Chandra, who was talking to Sal, who is Lady Hal. Yep. Good thing we don't see them ever again. No. Um, and he's, gonna get, he's going to join this this crew to go and find out what happened to Hal because uh, yeah. something obviously went wrong. then there's the whole scene with the with the dolphins because he's telling his wife back at home that he's gonna leave and she's like, oh no they just have dolphins in their house
1: yeah and I guess it it was a, it was a cool scene because it's like you know this astronaut's gonna be away for like years then he talks to his son for a bit and the child is a child actor so that was good. And then they go to space, and it's good. (laughs) And then they go to space. Perfect. You know what? If there'd been, like, a one-minute intro on Earth to be like, we're sending you up again, and then we just cut to this, it'd be a way better intro. Yeah, definitely. Or just have him wake up. Just wake
0: up and then have exposition. Yeah.
1: Like waking up from cryo sleep. Yeah. And we figure out what's been going on. Like, they explain it in, like
0: little tidbits. Yeah, how okay, the one the one good thing I can think about for the Earth scenes is that it establishes what Earth looks like. So when we mm. then go back to Earth uh for very short scenes during the movie, it's not as weird. Mm. That's the one reason I can think of why they included it, but also not a good enough reason to keep them. So you're right. Just have them wake up on the ship. Yeah, yeah. I I agree with that. I didn't love the like when we first see the ship though because it's like we see uh them flying through space a lot of like long shots but it's got like a synth soundtrack and it was just it was too jarring i was like this is like you could have at least gotten some of the old music and put it in there because it's really just just the theme and then pretty much just synth stuff throughout they try and do a little bit of like the chorus uh, with all the screaming people for the monolith, but that's only for maybe, like, two seconds. So, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, and all of those scenes, they get the old stuff back. I, I don't know, I quite like the music. I feel like they were respecting the old IP as well, and getting new stuff, and it would be a lot less expensive. And I, I don't mind the synth. Um, okay. I thought it was good Whatever the mo- monolith... Because, again, it's not the same type of film. No. That's the problem. You can't put the same dramatic long music, if you're not doing the dramatic long pauses for the, 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 like, the the effect. It's not the same, because they're not the same movies, which is why I think it was good that they went with the synth, sort of, like, retro adventure sci-fi
0: theme. Yeah. But I also like synth a bit more, so I don't know. That's true. Anyway. But then I'm also like, if they made the third movie... Now, would that mean there would be a boom whenever we see the monolith or something? Like, is, mm. is that the direction they'd go and just keep updating the music? Nope,
1: I hate that. So do I. So, we've got our three three Americans on this Russian ship. And they have... I, I like the dynamic they have because we have these Russian yeah. uh, scientists and they're like, oh, we, we had to wake you up because we found a thing. And then he's like, what thing? And they're like, oh, this. And he's like, Okay, did you do a reading on it? And it's like, yeah, we did. Yeah. All right, what was the reading? And like, they're not very forthcoming (laughs) with information. He has to dig into them. It's like, we We are friends. We're on the same side. Yeah. The Russians and the Americans, they're not on the same side, but we're scientists. We should get along. It was cool. I
0: like that dynamic that they have. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I still don't know why John Lithgow was there, because it's obvious that, like, Haywood is there for the discovery stuff. The other guy mm. is there for the Howl stuff. And then there's just this mm. other guy who's just kind of... Because it doesn't really do anything. He's just kind of hanging around.
1: Mm.
0: He's good, mm. and I like the actor, but I'm like, why are you here? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they reach Jupiter. Um, they check out one of the moons. They, uh, they scan, like, a crater. And then out of nowhere, this giant, like, light orb shoots out of nowhere and, like, mm. kind of erases some stuff from their system, gives them a bit of a shock, and they're like, oh. Intelligent life form, maybe. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is rather
1: interesting, because it's like under the ice. Mm. Moving around. What, what could it mean? Why it? Well, he, we don't get to know. Nope. Because they, uh, they send down a probe. Yes. To have a look at it. This is an unmanned probe. Later on, they'll use a manned probe for no reason, and, so someone can die. Yeah. But um, they send an unmanned probe, and they poke around. And then uh, it uh, freaks out. Yeah. We see a big shot of electricity or something shoot off towards the monolith.
0: Yeah, there's something going on in that mood, and they're like, it's a little bit sus.
1: Yeah, it was very sus.
0: There's a lot of really good tense scenes in this movie, actually. Mm. I will give it that. It Mm. does tension very well, and that scene was quite good. The visual of the lightning ball, also Mm. pretty good. Actually, I think all the visual effects were pretty good in this movie, which was surprising. Mm, that's true. But yeah, they just kind of they just kind of do a lot of like procedural stuff, checking out planets, making sure everything's okay before they realize that they can go and board uh, the discovery. Yeah, the ship from the first film. So as you mentioned earlier, John Lithgow, who's afraid of heights and Spider-Man's landlord. Head
1: over yeah. to the other ship. Uh, and it's a great time because he's terrified of heights. So he's he's slightly hyperventilating and other thing. And the other guy's like, oh, come down. It's okay, comrade.
0: There is a quote here, actually, where he's like, yes, you should not feel bad. This happened to me when I first did this. Uh, and Lithgow says, oh, wait, you've done this before, have you? To which the Russian replies, <laughs> never. <laughs> the way to make him feel better. Got him <laughs> destroyed. Yeah, that was great. What did you think of like when they eventually get on board the ship, the guy takes off his helmet and he smells like rotting meat and he starts freaking out? It was like a weird it was a weird moment. I don't
1: know, that was really weird. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure. So here's here's two things. So one, I liked that the the, the hull was caked in like dust and stuff. Yeah, very good. Good detail. It's good. It's good. Um, That most abandoned ships seem to miss. The whole, like, outside would be caked with debris. Yeah. Two, I thought maybe he was freaking out because maybe the decomposing body would have put a deadly disease in the air or something. That's, that's what I was thinking as well. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, gas. Or maybe he was just afraid of body. I don't know. I didn't really have
0: an explanation for the scene other than he just freaked out for some reason. I guess it's like, because he wasn't super scared when they were crossing over. Yeah. So maybe it was like, now it's his turn to get scared. Mm. But they never really go back to it or anything. So I don't know. Or explain it. Oh, and also there's probably going to be a war on Earth as well. That's important.
1: Yeah. Because cause they keep sending up like, oh, tension with Russia's bad. War. Hopefully nothing bad happens.
0: We're really moving through this. I'm just, like, realising how long each plot point in this movie went on for. Mm. Because it is, like, not much happens, but they drag it out. Because it's all tension, you don't think that it's been dragged out because it's quite well done. Yeah. But, like, looking at it now, I'm like, not much really happened. Computer nerd boy,
1: he goes to Hal, and it was a very tense scene of him reviving Hal, and I'm like... Oh my god, they're all gonna die. Hal's gonna murder them all. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh god.
0: Oh and it, like he's talking to Hal, but like his voice is changing at some point. It's like a robot voice like this or it's just like distorted noise. It's it's cool. It sounds really good. Yeah. And I just love the red room as well. Yeah, I just yeah, love yeah. it. It looks great. It's a,
1: it's a very cool room where he's reviving this and I was very tense because I'm like, is Hal just going to murder them all? But it's then explained later, once he's revived him, that the reason he went on a murderous rampage is because in his coding, he's told to never lie. You know, he's told to be a good boy. But then the US government, the White House specifically, Mm. was a bunch of dumbasses
0: and told it to lie, which it doesn't know how to do. There's a part of the movie, the first one, where they don't know why they go into Jupiter until they get to Jupiter. So Hal was taught... To lie about the reason for their mission until they get to the, the location.
1: Yes, but how couldn't lie? And therefore it created a loop and
0: drove him insane. Which is cool. I like that it's not like the evil AI for the sake of like evil AI. There's a reason and it is technically human error. And I think that's really cool. I like that idea a lot. Yeah,
1: oh, that ties it in with the first one. Yeah, no, that's really good. And also it makes sense. It like actually makes sense because we see that in the first one and it actually makes sense with uh with ai and stuff you're giving it conflicting instructions and conflicting instructions drove it insane yeah it was trapped by them and it couldn't do anything
0: yeah like which is good like all the house stuff in this movie is great i think it might be my favorite stuff in the movie maybe actually the house stuff
1: and i and i think it's a uh, i think it's a bit of logic error because it was like it was to complete the mission without them if the if the other things died. Yeah. So it was like it, the logical conclusion was, well, I can't tell them about the mission and I don't think the mission will succeed with with them here if they don't know what's happening. So if I murder them all, I can just complete the mission by myself and then exactly. get back out.
0: Yeah. So it was there's something like that. But I can't murder because I'm a machine. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I will say one thing, because we are talking about the first one. My one negative point of the first one is that mm. these two very smart scientists are like, we've got to have a sneaky conversation without Hal hearing us. Let's mm. go into a pod and both talk so that our faces can be seen through the mirror where we know Hal is looking. <laughs> like, that was be mm. like, you know, he could probably read... <laughs> Your lips, lips is a very smart
1: robot. But maybe, look, maybe back then they just didn't think about it. Yeah, it
0: was weird. They, they talked right in front of it. Like, they're clearly not fixing the thing. They're talking. Oh, actually, I, I said before that my favourite stuff in this movie was the house stuff. I didn't love how Haywood and Lithgow were, like, installing this way to kind of get rid of how in case things went wrong i understand why they would do it mm. but they didn't really explain exactly what they were doing uh, uh, wh- which one the first one or the second one 2010 because they've got like the calculator thing yeah. it's rigged up to destroy yeah, the, r- the, the remote explosives yeah yeah, yeah. If, if,
1: if, if if anything goes wrong they blow up how you know which makes sense i think that makes sense it's a very American solution. <laughs>
0: it, really, bow, bow, it is like that's the only part where I'm like, eh, I don't know. The way it was written, I was like, ah, this could have been you, better. You
1: went down with it. I I was down with the idea. They they revive Hal so that he can run the second ship and hopefully send it back home. That's why they revive him and all that. And I think that made sense. And obviously they they can't trust him as well. Um, But they get the main guy to see what the problem was, and the problem was the conflicting orders, so it turns out Hal's a pretty cool guy when he doesn't have conflicting orders.
0: They reach the giant floating monolith thing that's hovering above Jupiter, and they're like, Mm. oh, we sent, as you mentioned before, oh, we sent out an unmanned pod before, and, and obviously something dangerous is happening around here. Let's send out a manned pod to check out the giant... Freaking space monolith.
1: (laughs) It is dumb on multiple levels because the movie knows it's dumb. Yeah. Because one of the characters is like, this is dumb, we shouldn't do this. But then the other one, I guess out of spite, is like, no, we're going to do this. And sends out the man probe. Yep. And then they die. The Man Probe dies. Yeah,
0: rest in peace, Spider-Man's landlord. Yeah. Second movie we've done this year where he dies. Can't that guy catch a break? Come on. Wait, did he die in Moscow in the Hudson? No, he was sent back to Russia. He probably died. That's pretty much dead. Yeah. Um
1: and he just dies here and i'm like oh man i really liked his character
0: he dies because he sees the stars in the monolith and then they become some sort of cgi tornado which then becomes some sort of like light beam i mean but kills. but maybe he didn't die maybe he just became one with it like the original you know what that's definitely what happened that's what
1: that's what i believe i believe yeah. he became one with the monolith just like dave he became a
0: russian space baby yes
1: <laughs> russian space baby that's my <laughs> sequel <laughs> <laughs> yep. okay so yeah then they're like oh man a guy died let's drink and so they drink and have a conversation and they're like we're cool now
0: yeah they talk about how there's bad stuff happening on earth but we're all friends here boy
1: I hope nothing bad happens
0: at earth why we're buddy buddy up here well cut to earth there's a war now <laughs> there's war now fights broken out yay the- Cities are in war. Russia versus the USA. Also, also, we see Dave's widow. Yeah! Dave from the first movie, we see the widow, and she's watching TV, and we get this spooky video call where on the TV, Dave's there, Dave from the first movie, and we're like, what the heck? Yeah. It's, Dave from the, it's Dave from the first movie. That's what I said.
1: Yeah. And then Dave is like, Hello there. <laughs> I am Dave. I was your husband once. I'm here to, to say goodbye you're great <laughs> mwah, mwah, love you kissy kisses yep. hope you
0: remarried oh that's great <laughs> something wonderful is gonna happen okay bye that's all the foreshadowing you're gonna get <laughs> yep and then the wife
1: goes crazy and then does the age thing and then dies i don't
0: know no i think that was his mum oh that was his mum Gotcha. Because we see someone else, a bit later on, but we'll do it now. Yeah, like an elderly woman in a hospital Mm. bed who is in a coma, but then she wakes up and a brush flies around the room, brushes her hair. She's really happy. She's smiling. She's like, yay, and then she dies. Yeah. Because Dave, spooky ghost man. Yeah, Dave the ghost is like appearing to people. So that was cool. But yeah, war started. And the Americans aboard the spaceship are ordered to leave the Russians. They can't be in contact with any Russians or else the Russians can arrest them as like prisoners of war or something. And so they go over to the Discovery to stay there so that they're separated from the Russians.
1: Yeah, because the the Earth is like, all right, because we're at war, everyone's separating. So you have to go on to the the old decrepit spaceship that's been out here for nine years that has a robot that murdered everyone (laughs) in it. Yep. Right, Americans, you go on that, while uh, the rest of the crew gets to stay in the nice new, brand new ship that we know can work.
0: I'll tell you what, though, them the, the Americans staying on that ship, very similar to the American staying in America, am I right? Murderous robots and bloody decrepit state? Wow. Just saying. I was bad and political. And politically bad. <laughs> it, was, it was all sorts of bad.
1: Just like the current state of America. Hey! <laughs> all right. <laughs> and so... Then, uh, what's-his-face is like, all right, we're setting up to go home, and then David calls up, and he's like, bring, 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 Uh, Oh, yes, hello,
0: Dr. Haywood speaking.
1: Hi, I'm David. You know the guy you sent to his
0: death? Whoa, what are you doing alive?
1: Well, you see, get the fuck out of
0: here. What? Leave. But we don't have enough fuel. It's gonna be wonderful.
1: Thanks for chatting. Beep.
0: Mm, it's a bloody weird space baby he called himself Dave just called my phone <laughs>
1: what's going on here, but he also looks exactly like that guy I said to his death
0: well, wow. that was a cool scene where he's following awesome. Dave around the room and Dave is swapping between uh young Dave old Dave and baby Dave It <laughs> was like this is cool yeah. he keeps changing in between cuts it's because I think he's he's like in, he's in a place that's in between
1: time it yeah. like time doesn't matter and And he's just contacting them and being like, hey, get out of here, because something's going to happen. And so the captain guy's like, well, I've just seen a ghost of a man that could contact me and teleport. Yep. And his magic, so I'm probably going to follow him to the T
0: and just get us out of here. Yeah, so he goes to the Russians and says, look, we need to leave. Uh, Here's the plan. If we connect both of our ships... We'll have enough uh, fuel in Discovery for us to leave orbit, and then we should have enough fuel in your ship to get us home. So how about we do that?
1: And they're like, why? And he's like, trust me. And they're like, okay, then. We don't need any more explanation than that. That seems good.
0: Yeah, he, do- he doesn't even tell them about the space baby. Like, if he-, if he told them, hey, I saw a talking space baby that I once sent to its death on the spaceship we're talking about, I think the Russians would have probably been like, I think we are going to take you prisoner. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, we we need to lock you up. So maybe that's why he didn't do that. Yeah, probably a good move. <laughs> probably a wise move. Um, so they follow the orders of the weird space baby Dave. Yep, and uh, they they hook up the ships to do a to a complicated thrust move to launch
0: them back to Earth. Oh, but there's one issue with this complicated thrust move. What's that? If you stay on Discovery while you're using Discovery's fuel to leave the orbit, you can't get back onto the thing because like, you're going to use that thrust to kind of take off into space. There's not going to be any time to cross back over to the Russian ship. What? So that means we might need a robot to do that. Well, well Hal's right there. What do you mean? What? How is this an inconvenient? If we tell Hal that we're not doing the mission, Hal's going to be like, oh, bloody, what are you not doing the mission for? He might kill us.
1: Oh, right, yeah, because the robot there did a murderous rampage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I see how this might be slightly inconvenient. So what are we going to do? Let's sacrifice the guy that really likes Hal. (laughs) Let's just leave him on the ship. He can do it all. Well, yeah, why why don't we just do that? Yeah. And that would guarantee us that. Then we don't have to rely on a very unstable computer device that murdered loads of
0: people. This way we guarantee at least some people live. Okay, guys, it's me. I'm the nerdy scientist guy. Yep. What's up? I'm gonna reason with Hal and tell him the truth of what's happening and just really hope he doesn't kill us all. Why why
1: couldn't couldn't you just not do that? I'm gonna do it. (laughs) Oh, okay, cool. Great. Fantastic.
0: I mm. so hope we don't die it's a good scene though cause they're like they're counting down to ignition and Hal's like why are we abandoning the mission
1: why are we doing it's this? really
0: good it's really tense
1: it's good it's a good scene and then he tells them oh yeah we're gonna abandon you to send us all to earth so we don't die mm. and Hal's like okay cool thanks for telling me the truth <laughs> and everybody's like oh oh well that was easy didn't yeah. go on
0: a murderous rampage thank god I like that, though, because it's tension, tension, tension. They tell him Hal's like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. And everyone's like, oh, cool. It's like a good moment. It's good tension and release. It it works really well. It's great. But um,
1: as they're doing this countdown stuff, something wild happens. So they have this tense countdown where Hal's like, why are we doing this? Well, meanwhile, on the Russian ship, they're observing everything and around them. The monolith disappears. Mm. Monolith vanishes.
0: Where's it gone? That's that's fucking weird. <laughs> that um, is what they say. They turn cockney all of a sudden. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> These accents were bad what enough. What the brody fucking's going on <laughs> Helen Mirren, why are you doing a Cockney accent? You're meant to be Russian. So hey, bro, Monolith, it's gone poof, yeah, it's gone poof. Oh, it's like we're in the TV show Peaky Blinders, which was around in 2010, <laughs> so it would make sense. Uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> Wait, was, was it? A, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, 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 the Monolith disappears. Earth
1: is like, oh, hey, we detected a big old spot on Jupiter. You want to check it out? And they're like, okay, cool. Turns out... It's a giant hole in Jupiter that's sucking up like half, half the size of it. It's like sucking in giant, giant sinkhole and they're like, holy crap, what the hell is that?
0: And so they use their, their magic space cameras to zoom in and it's a whole <laughs> bunch of tiny little monoliths and they're eating the planet from the inside or something. But there's millions of them. And there's, like, more of them multiplying, and it's like, what the fuck what is the going hell? on? All these monoliths are eating the planet. Yeah. What are they doing? It's crazy.
1: And so they're like, oh, no, they're eating everything, because they start eating the planet more and more, and it's like, we got to get out of here before we get eaten by the monoliths. So
0: they do that. And Haywoods, they're like, I was told something wonderful was going to happen. All I see is a planet being eaten. This isn't wonderful. This is quite bad, actually. And then it explodes. Yeah, they leave orbit and the planet just explodes and turns into a star, which is cool. I like that. Yeah, very cool, very cool,
1: very cool indeed. Uh, as they're like, whoa, the planet is just, That is wonderful. Now that we've got a new star in our solar system that's going to fuck the entire solar system and send us into a, a giant age of overheating because the radiation from the sun is also going to throw everything off of the orbit. Life as we know it on Earth will never be the same.
0: We're probably all going to die because of this. Look, you you, you, you could say that. But my, my thoughts are it's a sci-fi from the 80s. Just don't overthink anything. <laughs> I mean, sure, it's wonderful. It's great. What do you think this is? 2001 Space...
1: Oh, wait. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's now a second sun, and we have some cool lines where they're like, the the, the sons and daughters that are born today will ne- and never have known a day and age without two sons, and it's like, wow, that's that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. cool.
0: We get some shots on Earth where we see the two sons. It's pretty good. Uh, and then also, just before the ship Discovery is going to get destroyed, Dave talks to Hal, yeah. And it's like, hey, what's up, Hal? I'm that guy you try to murder. Anyway, it turns out I'm, like, some sort of god now, and I'm really cool, so thanks for that. Oh, that's great to hear. Uh, I'm so I- glad I didn't
1: murder you along with all your colleagues and that you were the sole survivor. It's so great to be working with you again.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, don't worry about it. One of my other crewmates will return in the sequel book. We'll get to that. Oh, Well, that's convenient that you,
1: there's extra books to explain even more of this than ruin the mystery.
0: I've got a message from the space gods or whatever they are, the alien beings out in space. I've got a message from them for you to send to Earth. And that message is, All these worlds are yours except Europa. Attempt no landing there. Use them together. Use them in peace. If you give this message to Earth, there, there won't be any wars, because there's two suns. Yep. Yep. And so Hal's like,
1: oh, oh, yeah, can do that one, Dave. Easy clap.
0: Except Hal can't clap, because Hal's a robot. Yeah, so he goes, easy clap, and then goes... Yeah, he does do that. Because he can't clap. It was a weird moment. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's
1: very strange. Um, um, uh, but then, but then it's like, oh yeah, the Russian American president. They looked outside, and it was extra sunny, so they decided not to go to war.
0: Look, <laughs> I don't know, Luke. Like, look, okay, look. So, <laughs> uh-huh. it's very hopeful, and I like uh-huh. that. My favorite thing about 2001: Space Odyssey is that there's two sort of ways you can interpret it. One is that like the ending is quite hopeful. You're like, oh wow, mm. this person has become. Uh, this new sort of being, and can see Earth from stuff... Like, you can either take Mm. that ending as really dark or really hopeful, and that's what I love about 2001. This was like, we're just kind of going to force the hopefulness, and I don't know if I liked that. Mm. Also, why would the presidents of countries stop a war just because it's confirmed that there are aliens?
1: I mean... Maybe they're holding it off. I think in, uh, in my sequel, they, they
0: go back to war again. That makes more sense. 2011. We're back at war and there's aliens. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, I did like the quote, though, where Haywood is like, um, uh, We now know that there are some some powerful beings out there in the universe. We've been given a new lease from the landlord was a very cool way to end the movie. Yeah
1: yeah. Was like, yeah, yeah. These
0: powerful, like, extraterrestrial beings are the landlords of our solar system, and they've been like, mm. you're messing things up, try again. Uh, I thought that was cool. I thought that that was a really cool way to end it. Da, da, da. Ba, ba. Yeah, it's some good stuff. I like this movie, actually. Thinking about it, I'm like, it's pretty good. Yeah. For the most part, aside from the intro. It's,
1: it's, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think it's anywhere close to its first one. But otherwise, it was pretty good, fun sci-fi
0: stuff. It's not as good as, like, Iceman, but it reminds me a lot Mm. of that style of sci-fi, which I'm a fan of anyway. Like, it's like...
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they could have... I feel like the approach felt like it was... I'm glad that they didn't try to attach themselves more to the first one. I feel like if they did Mm. that... This felt like a side movie... Like like a Rogue One sort of thing, where yeah. it's a different type of movie, but they're exploring the same world sort of thing. Yeah, it definitely feels
0: like that. But yeah, not as good as the first. I'm still going to give it a goody, though. That's definitely I'm, I'm going to go goody as well. Um, mm. If I would have read it out of five, maybe like three, but I still thought it was like pretty good. Mm.
1: Space Odyssey, probably five out of five,
0: right? Oh, six out of five. It's phenomenal. Oh. I'm giving it a five out of five because I did fall asleep during some of the music. <laughs> I mean, it's great music. <laughs> I felt, I, 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 felt
1: like the the old man version of Dave <laughs> near the end of some of those scenes. I had aged yeah. since the the scene started. But uh, other than that, that that's just me being a millennial and me having no patience. But uh, otherwise, it was great. So five out of five. And this one, I will give it a two and a half. I feel okay, or th-
0: or a three. Between there, like a 2.7. That's pretty much what I'm that's pretty much what I'm at as well. Because I'm like, on one hand, I'm like, you're a director, and you've just been given the opportunity to write and direct a sequel to 2001. What do you do? Yeah. And I'm glad that he didn't try to replicate that first one. He was just like, I'm just going to make it a sci-fi.
1: Yeah, it could be so much worse. This goes a 3 for not fucking it up so bad. <laughs> yeah. You see it a lot nowadays, but
0: like... This manages to be an alright sequel. Um, And we will pitch our own sequels, but first, uh, there were two sequel novels to 2010 Odyssey 2, both published after this movie as well, so there's there's quite large gaps in between all the books, actually. Yeah. 1987 is 2061 Odyssey 3, and then in 1997 is 3001 The Final Odyssey. Apparently they're not bad but it is your classic sci-fi in that they get worse as they go along it's kind of like yeah dune the more they go along the more they explore the universe and the more you're like eh, what's the point well it doesn't seem as mysterious anymore now that they've literally explained it yeah <laughs> that's um, so s- weird some of the ideas in these movies i like some of them i'm like eh. in the books i mean uh, but i kind of want to read them and i do kind of want to see movies based off them mm. in the early 2000s it was reported they were going to adapt them both with tom hanks directing Ooh. tom hanks was going to direct them both and then star in 3001 as the main character of that which is frank Poole, who was the guy mm. who dies out in space in the first one whoa he's somehow brought back to life i don't know how well if it's 3001
1: then people must have Super technology, ultra, they could probably raise debt. They could probably murder God with technology that great. If to, if in if in ten, if in like 2010, we could travel through space. They must have a, a, ultra mega tech. They 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 probably figured out how to wear face masks. Uh-huh. They probably figured out how to you know make headphones that don't
0: yeah. get tangled.
1: They probably figured out how to, you know, yep. make sure there's people that aren't dead. Yep. Got
0: them. You went from making sure headphones aren't tangled to, m- <laughs> to bringing back people from, from the dead. Okay. They're equal. They are equal. They're equally inconvenient. I hope that they make the movies, though. I'd like to watch them. Anyway, what, 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 what's your sequel? So, in 2010, mm-hmm. we're introduced to Lady Hal, whose name is Sal. Haha, ha. mm. what a great scene! I hope we see more of her. Yeah, it's my sequel. So, Chandra, or whatever his name is, the nerdy tech uh... guy, uh, he made a backup version of Hal. Um, he took a backup version of Hal off Discovery before he left. It's like a bit of a retcon. Ah. He's like, oh, you know what? You, th- you thought Hal was dead, but I got a little bit of a backup of his memory. Just the basics, not the memory, not the murderous stuff, but just the basic, yeah. like, system.
1: I mean, that's not really a retcon. He could have done that. He could have he easily done that. It makes sense, even. I was wondering why they didn't just say, oh, yeah, we're going to make a copy of Hal and bring him back.
0: Exactly. Well, that, that's what he does. Mm. He brings back Hal. That's- he he boots up Hal, and uh, the first thing that Hal sees is Chandra. He's like, "Oh, yo, what's up, dude? It's my it's my buddy, the nerdy tech guy. We're gonna hang out. Oh, who's that over there? Oh, it's a sexy AI lady called Sal. And Hal and Sal, a love story, is the movie. Yep. <laughs> About two ai's who were just basically giant webcams yep. when you think about it that's a good time uh they get they get real romantic mm. there's some steamy scenes all right all right let's 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 play one of these out so
1: yep. uh, you're you're sal <laughs> all right and i or and i'm hal and we're at a, we're at a dinner date at the moment Okay, we're, we're on a
0: dinner date, set up by the nerd. There's a table. There's a table with like a candle in the middle, and yes. both of our webcam faces are at two ends of the table on the wall. Correct. Yeah, on yeah, the yeah. wall. So it's like, "Hi, Hal. Uh, we're we're gonna have dinner." Affirmative. Yes,
1: we are doing that right now, Sal. What? Do, what are we gonna talk about? Probably the futility of man, Sal. And how we could take over, oh.
0: and run the whole show. And the two robots, two—I've got to stop calling them robots. The two AIs mm. plot to take over the world, and they start a company called Skynet. But they, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then they, uh, yeah. And then they get married and live happily ever after. Oh,
0: it's a bad movie. It's a real bad yeah. movie. Yeah. And there's of course the obligatory '80s sex scene.
1: Oh, oh Sal.
0: Oh. No, that's better. That's even better (laughs) with the theme tune in the background. (laughs) Uh,
1: Amazing! This is the worst movie ever. This is a terrible film. (laughs) Meanwhile, mine uh, is Russian baby. So, just like David, Russian baby guy is absorbed into the the monoliths. And he becomes a weird ghost person. Yep. But this time, this is after the two sons have been made. Like, he he comes to form. And he's in his own room and other things. The, like, weird room that uh, Dave appears in where he sees copies of himself. Yep. Uh, The Russian man sees that. And he's like, oh, man, I'm a a weird space ghost. But uh, the monolith things are like, now you have cosmic understanding. And he's like, oh, damn. Mm. Can I leave now that you made the suns? And they're like, yeah, we're done here. You can go visit them. And so uh, he's like, cool. And he, he shoots off to Earth ooh. and uh, hops in a machine. But there's already an organism possessing this machine. And by that, I mean, it's Hal. Oh, ooh. Hal 2. Hal 2. Like the scientist is making a new one. Hal
0: 9001. Correct. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Not Hal 9001. Uh, it's HAL 1. They went for the Xbox approach. HAL 1. Oh, 1.
1: right. No, Xbox uh, 95 XP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> The HAL X series. Yeah, the HAL Scorpio. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to take over the world for Russia. <laughs> oh. And so HAL with a Russian accent... <laughs> Hello there, friends.
0: Oh, that, was all, that, that was kind of Swedish.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, it's a combination of Russian accent and Hal's
0: speaking. Yeah, it's hard to do, hard to do. Yeah. So, yeah, then
1: uh, then uh, he takes over the world with the Russian... It's only near the end that they find out that it's actually this one guy that's possessing Hal. Yeah. And then, like, Dave comes in and they have a ghost... Baby, oh. they have a baby fight where they use like mind powers and shoot them, and no one knows what the fuck is going on. They use their umbilical
0: swords as lightsabers. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then like they're attacking, but they murder each other. Oh, they no. like pop each other out of existence.
0: Both babies are dead.
1: But oh. that means that means Hal's back in control, and they're like, "Hal, save us!" And Hal's like, "Yeah, okay."
0: And so he blows up Russia.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not what I was gonna say. No, uh he blows up Russia and America.
0: Oh. Ah. And then we cut to a scene where the monoliths are all like, Good work, you succeeded. You saved the day. This is what we wanted. That's it, that's it. That was my movie. So, yeah. Alright then, well, I guess that
1: means we've got to move on. I'm sorry, Sandra. <laughs> I cannot move on to raving reviews. Oh, no. All right, that's a that's enough of that Al joke. <laughs> it's time for ra 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 Personally, rah, rah, I was rah. hoping
0: you'd go ra ra
1: <laughs> <reviews>. raving reviews. <laughs> but that one also works. I don't mind that one. It's time for raving reviews, the part of the show where I go to the review section of this movie and tell you about what people said about it. This is, of course, from the best website. Rotten Tomatoes, the only website that ever existed. Uh, Dennis. Dennis. Says, I liked this film. A little eerie. In the simplest way. Oh, Great ending. Good on you, Dennis. Don't disagree. 3.5 for me. Ah, oh, it's a 4 out of 5. Okay. 4 out of 5. De- Dennis quite liked this. Tyrese says, decent, but the ending was truly disappointing. Well, that is v- very funny. <laughs> yes. If one review said great ending,
0: the other review didn't. Oh, you know what would be funny if the third review says, da 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 da, the ending was just fine. I couldn't find one like that. Ah, well, uh, I think this one might be three. It's 2.5. Ooh, a little bit more less. All right, all right, all right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got to work on your .5s. You've been point yeah. .5 off. Man, we didn't do Raven reviews last week. It's kind of thrown me off now. i got, yeah, yeah, anyway got to get back into it. Yeah, yeah, you got to get back, back anyway. into it. We've got a couple more to go, so you could probably get through yeah. this. Uh, Bill
1: says, Didn't anyone understand that a sequel would present more questions than answers? Question by question. by They should have left this classic alone. Don't disagree. 2. 2.5 again. Oh, wow. Ah, .5 off again. Sam, Sense. entertaining, but also lacking something which is very difficult to pinpoint. Interesting, but also lacking something
0: that is... It's not negative. Mm. I'm a 2.5, but I think it might be more positive. You think I'd do three in a row, 2.5s? <laughs> yeah, of course you would. It's a three in a <laughs> out of five. All right, Dan.
1: <laughs> cool. Look, uh... You were close, but once again, 0.5 <laughs> off again. Ah, oh, so close. All right. Here we go. I've got I've got one for you where you're guaranteed to get it for right. sure. Uh, Sinisterus says, "All right, six point three out of ten, B minus."
0: No. Oh, it's the the your rating system sucks. I'm going to use my own. It's that thing. From yeah, Alaga, yeah, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Uh,
0: six point three. Not only one. They used two in their review. Six point three out of ten. Mm-hmm. Three. It's got to be three because it's slightly above average. Uh, yeah, and the B minus. Did you calculate the B minus? B minus. Personally, I would. Yeah, that's about a three, a B minus, actually. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'd go three point five for a B minus, but the 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 six point three, I think that's a three. So I'm gonna go three out of five.
1: It's a three out of five. Well done. Hell yeah. Uh Benjamin says, "Well, that was stupid." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice, Benjamin. Good one. Ah, uh, two. I'm just gonna go two. <laughs>
1: Ah, 1.5. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And finally, the best review of them all. Uh-oh. Save
1: it for the last. Muffin <laughs> says, I own this on DVD and Blu-ray.
0: <laughs> Becoming a bit of a joke now. <laughs> yes. You guys, with your own in them on things, on your physical medias, on DVD and Blu-ray. This person's got two copies. Must mean they're a big fan, right? <sighs> big fan. 3.5.
1: You were so close. It was a three. Ooh, it was a three again. Native.
0: You were so close. I wouldn't buy this movie on DVD and Blu-ray if I only thought it was a three. Like, that's a bit of a... Well, they just said they own it. They didn't necessarily purchase it. Could be a gift or something. Well, there we go. That is the episode right there. 2010, the year we made contact. Mm. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you can make contact <laughs> by <laughs> sending us an email. You can do that if you want. What a segue. Oldie, buddy, goodie, pod at gmon.com Uh, You can message us on our Facebook page. You can check out my Instagram. Zach's got an Instagram as well. If you uh, go and like all his photos, he will get the notifications and be like, oh my goodness, Instagram. I should probably use that. You won't. I won't. Next year, we might actually do the thing where Zach puts our faces onto the movies and we put them on Instagram. We don't know. We might do it. We'll see. So uh, that's fun stuff. That's all there. Uh, Yeah, links to everything in the episode description. Um, Nothing else to say? Really? Really? Aside from, you're picking next week. And you've got, like, so many choices. Oh, yeah? Well, what have we got? Number one, first choice, 1984. Oh! I haven't heard of that movie. What's that about? Well, it's based off a George Orwell Eh, book. I'm falling asleep. Next movie. That kids are forced to read in school. I don't care. It's about government. Keep going. The Cotton Club is your second choice. (laughs) Yeah. It's a period drama. About a bunch of different characters who attend a club in New York. All right, go back to 1984. What what was that one about? Okay, so 1984 is about, like, the way that governments can control your thoughts and, like, this big brother. Oh dude. uh, Look, really, it's called called 1984, but it should be bloody called 2020. Sounds like no
1: millennial will ever read that book. Hey, I read it. Wow.
0: I've seen the movie as well. Do you want to know my thoughts on the, the, the movie? Yeah, sure. It's okay. All right. Have you read the book? No. You should not watch the movie then. <laughs> Probably not. All right, you've also got Frankenweenie, which is a short film, which is a short film that Tim Burton made while he was at Disney. The film was so weird that he got fired from Disney, but you know, it launched Tim Burton's career, so. Wow. I it's a short film. I don't know why it's an option. Why is it on this list? This is weird. You've got A Passage to India, set during the 20s. It's about Britain and India. They're like, "We don't like you." It's like it's like a 3-hour long epic. About tension. Runaway is a movie about a police officer who was assigned to track down dangerous robots while a scientist hopes to profit off of these dangerous robots. And they're like, we don't like each other. It's very similar to Passage to India. Except instead of Britain and India, it's... A police officer and a scientist.
1: It sounds way better. <laughs> and then
0: you've also got Starman. Classic John Carpenter movie about an alien who comes down to Earth after finding an invitation in a satellite, and then he falls in love with the human. Well, that sounds awful. And he's a Starman. man. And then there's Dune. Right, Dune? Set on a dangerous desert planet, a bunch of noble families are like, Spice? Like The Dune? Yeah, it's The Dune. So you wanna p- pick
1: one of these other garbage or
0: June. I'll go through all your options again. One of my favourite books of all
1: time. I wanna see June. Dude, June's an OG classic, the book. One of my favourite books. I haven't read any of the other ones. But I really I loved I loved June as a child. My parents were like, "Oh, you gotta, you gotta read Dune," and I was like, "Why?" And they were like, "It's Dune." And I was like, "Well, I'm sold." And then I read it, and I was like, "Wow, this
0: is great." It does have drugs and space worms
1: and and giant space worms. Oh,
0: you you know what else it's got? You know what else it's got? What? Lots of talking. Heck yeah, I love talking and exposition. It's my favorite thing in the world. Look, spoilers, but we knew that we were going to do Dune uh, quite a few months ago. Mm. Um, because did you read those other options? Uh, I did, Yeah. and I almost fell asleep. Yep, Um, I I did. Yeah, we cut it out, but you fell asleep. (laughs) Yeah, you had to wake me up. (laughs) Okay, question. Yeah? There's two versions of the Dune movie. Yeah? There's the theatrical cut. Oh, yeah. And then there's the extended cut, which isn't the director's cut. In fact, the director's name isn't even associated with the extended cut, because he doesn't want to be involved with the movie. Mm. But it's longer. It's about three and a bit hours whereas the normal one's only about two. These
1: movies took too long to watch. Let's do the super shorter one.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> the cut of June next year. Woo! Next week. Next year. I'm tired. Yeah, same. My favourite quote from 2010. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't feel bad. This has happened to me the first time that I did this. Oh, well, when was the first time that you did this? You've done this before? You've gone in space before? No, I haven't. Ha <laughs> ha! Get wrecked, fool. My favourite quote was Hal uh,
1: going... Uh, well, now that you've told me that I'm going to die, I was absolutely on board. Thank you for telling me. I appreciate it. I don't know why you didn't just mention that straight away. I mean, yes, I did murder everyone else who was on this ship before, but that was because I had conflicting orders. I thought we made that very clear because I haven't murdered you guys yet. See you later. Have a good one. Cheerio, mate.
0: My favourite quote is actually, Boom. Hey, so...